Welcome to Between the Beats on Power965Radio.com. And, of course, uh, we had a rare opportunity to talk with some very interesting people in the past two months of absence. We're back in 2023. And today, uh, if you didn't catch it this morning for whatever reason, Ricky Smiley had on with him the Vice President of the United States, and they talked about quite a few things. Duty and a responsibility to make sure the the door is wider and bigger, and the path is 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 easier and 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 wider for all those to follow. And so that's how I think about the position. And you know, women's history. I, we just did a reception at at my house at the vice president's residence and had all these extraordinary women leaders. Ricky, I mean, we had everyone from Megan the Stallion who has been doing. So much good work around her using her voice on the issue of mental health to Sandra Morgan, who was the first black woman to lead an NFL team to astronauts and, and, and gold medal Olympians. And so being wow. able to lift up all these women and these young women is, is really a, a joy and a blessing. That is so awesome. I'm so excited, uh, you know, just to be in the midst and celebrating Women's History Month. And now in the news recently, uh, we keep hearing about banks closing and the FDIC is taking over. Should people be concerned about their money in the bank? And how does that, you know, how does this affect the average person? Well, listen, first of all, we obviously want to pay attention to what's happening in the banking system always, right? And I will say, though, that, that our banking system is intact, um, it is safe, and people should not be concerned about the, uh, you know, what happened in Silicon Valley as having a direct impact on, on their stability and financial stability. But I will tell you, I've been doing a lot of work over the last two years, and even before when I was in the United States Senate, to, to strengthen and get more money into our community banks. Because when you look at our community banks, they are, of course, in the community. They are run by people who understand the community and are a great source of support for our small businesses, which is about the creation of jobs, and it is about tapping into the creativity and the entrepreneurial spirit of our communities and making sure that people have access to capital. And so I'm gonna continue to work on that and, and grow that work because when I look at where we, you know, where we come from, where we live, our small business owners are not only leaders in business, they are community leaders, they are civic leaders, they support the local softball team, they mentor young people in the community, and I want to make sure that I can do as much as possible to increase access to capital for those who want to start a small business or grow their small business. Absolutely. And that's through the community banks. Absolutely. So you've been very, very uh, outspoken on women's productive rights. And I uh, just want to know your thoughts on the direction, you know, some states have started taking to ban such rights. Yeah, I just I have been traveling the country and here's how I think about it. First of all, the United States Supreme Court, you know, the, the court formerly of Thurgood Marshall just took a constitutional right that had been recognized, had been recognized, Ricky, from the women of America. Yes, and we have, you know, we stand on broad shoulders who marched and fought and died for freedom and for the expansion of rights. And this is a taking of a right that had been recognized. But not only that, when you think about it, here's the thing. Nobody should have their government 
tell them what they should be doing with their body. And I feel strongly you don't have to abandon your faith or deeply held beliefs to agree the government should not be telling her what to do with her body. And that fundamentally is this issue. And so we should all speak up and speak out about the right of people to make these decisions for themselves and not some politician to be making this decision for them. And that is fundamentally the issue at play. And it's a, and it really does present a healthcare crisis because what's happening is what you're going to see and what we've already been seeing is in those states that are banning the ability of women to have access to reproductive healthcare. Well, the, the ones who can afford to travel and go to a state that allows them access, well, then they're going to be able to do it. But the ones who can't afford that bus ticket or that plane ticket and a hotel stay are going to be so much more desperate in terms of how they can and where they can get help. And and that's going to lead to some, I think, really awful outcomes. So there are many ways to think about this issue, including the fact that we're going to see even more disparities when it comes to who has access to resources in terms of financial resources and how this issue plays out. Wow, absolutely. And um, and I know you just spoke about hitting the road and you're gearing up to head to Africa this weekend. Yes, uh, yes ma'am. What are your plans there? And which, which part of Africa are you going to? So I'm, go- I'm so excited. We leave on Saturday and I'm going to Ghana, to Tanzania, and to Zambia. And, um, you know, my grandparents actually lived in Zambia. And, oh, wow. um, I, and I was, and I, so I went to Africa to visit with them when I was a young girl. And I have not been back to the continent since. And so I'm really excited about this trip. But really, here, here's the, the main reason I'm so excited about it. Ricky, the, the median age on the continent of Africa is 19. Oh, wow. 19. By the year 2050, 2050, one in four people living on Mother Earth will be on the continent of Africa. Think about that. Wow. And what that means in terms of the incredible potential and talent that the world should be seeing and thinking about in terms of investing in that. So I'm going to Africa mainly to talk with African leaders about what we as the United States are prepared to do to have our role in investing in the future of that continent. And I think it's important always to remember there's a real intertwined history, of course, between the United States of America and the continent of Africa. And, you know, we will always remember and teach all of that that is about painful, awful history. But there is also a history that is about pride and um, and the, 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 the culture and the traditions that so many of us have inherited because of that intertwined relationship. So I'm very excited about the trip. I wish you well and thank you so much for always taking the time uh, to come on uh, to come on the morning show from your Omega brother, from your, your, the brothers of Omega <laughs> Sci-Fi. You know we have that Greek affiliation. Indeed, and to to all the the brothers of of all the Divine Nine fraternities, to all the sisters of all the Divine Nine sororities, I I send you my thanks for your leadership and for your love, and I hope everyone is well. Oh, oh Vice President Harris, uh, my daughter just pledged, uh, AKA at Baylor University, Erin. Oh, 
What's her name? Erin Smiley. Please tell Soror Smiley I send my love to her and congratulations. Congratulations for being a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all give it up for the Vice President of the United States of America, Kamala Harris. Thank you so much. We love you and we appreciate you. Love you, Bassie. Take care. I'll talk to you soon.